1: Hello, Eleanor Morton here from All Rather Mysterious, here to tell you about the Weirdos pantomime. Every year, alternative comedy collective Weirdos puts on a homemade pantomime to raise money for Great Ormond Street. We've got songs, award-winning comedians, and more cardboard props than you can shake a stick at. This year, join us as we try and save the local pub from closing in time for Christmas. With a cast including Adam Larter, Joss Norris, and Edinburgh Award nominee Lucy Pearman, and me. I play a spoon who is also a sailor Just to give you an idea of how silly it's going to get So join the weirdos on the 9th and 10th of December At the Bloomsbury Theatre in London In aid of Great Ormond Street
0: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family
2: Welcome to all rather mysterious, and yes, calm down. We are actually friends.
1: If you've you've tried to put in sort of. Sort of a plot. I've
3: enjoyed the season arc. I'm trying to
2: make the second series more exciting for everybody to have these more exciting than the first. These plots going on, like in like in a proper miniseries on HBO. Are
3: you doing this based on feedback, like uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog people? Oh
2: God! I am going to put this out next year, though, to just to computer generate my head.
3: Make sure the CGI on the voices is all top notch.
2: I want to sound like a Dalek.
3: (laughs) I've been painstakingly just making you a darling. Are
1: you going to replace me with a younger, better-looking woman? No.
2: No, No, because I'm all about women being independent and happy. Yeah, so I'm going to to be replaced by a younger, better-looking woman. You're going to be replaced by a a Spanish man named Herculeo. And here I am. (laughs) Um, Anyway, we're here to solve mysteries of the past with the key of fact. My name is John Rain.
1: My name is Eleanor Morton.
2: My name is David Reed. Please join us as we present to you mysteries that have baffled the world and puzzled the minds of the very best. Today we bring you closure. Now, today I'm bringing you a mystery. Right? Mm-hmm. It's a murder mystery. Yeah,
1: murder. Yes. We, don't, we don't get
2: enough murder mysteries, we I thought. Not. And I've always quite liked this one. And, you know, bear with me because by the end you, I might be wrong. Uh, it might, it might be, be a terrible mystery. A terrible murder. The time is Liverpool.
1: Uh,
2: it's <laughs> Monday the 19th of January, 19 of 31...
1: 1931
2: 1931 Just checking A man named William Wallace Not the freedom fighting paedophile <laughs>
1: um, wait, 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 when was he a pedophile? Well,
3: because in Braveheart, it's implied that he fathered a line of English kings by sleeping with the um, princess But she was only five in real was, life. Yes, it's uh, Stewart Lee does a routine about. Yeah, that,
2: I, if, I, if Stuart I, Lee comes asks me for royalties, then yeah,
1: I think uh, I think out of uh, civic pride, I didn't watch that routine.
2: I wouldn't uh, necessarily, just in case you ask Scottish and I don't think William Morris is really a pedophile. I think he was a brave. <laughs> Freedom fighter, and a brave... I think Scottish people deserve
3: as many rights. As he was English more than, than a man, wasn't he? He was—he was a symbol. <laughs> he stood for something. He's like he, Batman. He was—he was the Batman of his day. All right, don't overdo it. Does Batman get hung, Scottish... drawn, and quartered in the end? I forget.
2: Why a Scottish man, Mister Wallace? They fear me. I want my enemies to
3: share my dread. <laughs> that was Sean Connery, and Michael Caine. Yeah, that was the the duo.
1: Sure, are we going to
3: do the rest of the podcast? Yes, yeah, sh- no, so. we're bloody knock.
1: <laughs>
2: I was doing <laughs> young Michael Kane.
3: I would like you all
2: to picture the scene. <clears throat> right, okay. It's, okay. It's, we're in Liverpool, Li- we're in Liverpool, 1931. 1931. It's Monday, the 19th of January, and William Wallace, not that one, is attending a meeting of the Liverpool Central Chess Club.
1: Oh, I knew it was going to be something exciting.
2: It's very exciting. This man is pure sex. Or oh. <laughs> well, pure sex. Um, he arrives there and he's playing his chess and then he's handed a message which had been received via telephone 25 minutes before he arrived. Right. Sloppy. Requesting that he call because he works for an insurance company. He's like one of those men that used to come around to your house to sell you insurance. An insurance salesman. Yeah, uh, you could call him that.
1: I think that's what you, you <laughs> no, do
2: call. Him. That's no, what no, called, you yeah. could. Okay, you don't you have could. to. Yeah, uh, he requested that he call to an address at twenty love, sorry, twenty five Men Love Gardens East. Men Love
3: Gardens? <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's not a place. Uh, okay. Did you know John Lennon lived in when he was a kid? Lived in Men Love Avenue.
3: Did he? Yeah. <laughs> Men Love Gardens is a better place name than Men Love Avenue.
2: Will you let me carry on the story will. of William Wallace, the brave freedom fighter?
3: Yes. Maybe the time
2: be- is ancient Scotland. Mm. Anyway, um, you're you, you cringing at my Scottish accent. So
3: nauseous. The time is ancient
2: Scotland. Um, so he's been asked to call at 25 Love Gardens East, at 7:30 the following evening to discuss insurance. What with him being an insurance salesman. Yes. Sounds reasonable. The man gave his name as R M Qualtro.
1: Okay.
3: R M Qualtro.
2: Yeah, which is spelled Q U A L T R O U G H.
1: Like Susie Quattro,
2: kinda, or like Quattro, the drink that long disappeared before you were born.
3: Quattro.
1: I, I knew the second I mentioned my age, there'd be lots of jokes about not being alive.
2: I think it's fine that you're younger. I, I you know, I support you in your rights. The next night, Wallace Julie makes his way by tramcar to the south of the city at the time requested, only to discover when he gets there, there's Menlove Gardens North, there's Menlove Gardens South and West. But there is no Menlo Gardens East. Wow. So he asked in a new nearby newsagent's, also spoke to a policeman on his beat, but nobody he spoke with was able to help him in his search for the address or the mysterious Mr. Qualtro. He also called at 25 Menlove Gardens West just in case it was a mistake mm. and they hadn't heard of the man. So after searching around the district for 45 minutes, he returned home. His next door neighbor, the Johnsons, were going out for an evening and and encountered him in the alley. He complained he couldn't gain entrance to his house at the front, so he was going round the back. When he got in through the back door, which was open, he found his wife, Julia, had been brutally beaten to death in their living room. Oh, God. Up to his arrest, two weeks later, Wallace made two voluntary statements but was never intensively questioned by the police, although he was required to attend CID headquarters every day and was asked specific questions about whether the Wallaces had a maid, why he had asked that, I forgot that bit. He was asked lots of questions, basically. And he was asked, uh, the, the man who took the message at the chess club was asked to be specific about the time he took it and whether he'd spoken to anyone in the street on his way back to his house after trying to meet Mr.
3: Queltro, An alibi, basically. An alibi. At that time.
2: Now, the police had evidence that the telephone box used by Qualtro to make his call to the chess club was situated 400 yards from Wallace's house. Ooh. Um, although, we sent him on a
3: wild goose chase. Although the
2: person in the cafe who took the call was quite certain <coughs> it was not Wallace on the other end of the line. Okay. Nevertheless, the police began to suspect that Qualtro was William Wallace. <laughs> The police were also convinced that it would, have been a, it would have been possible for Wallace to murder his wife and still have time to arrive at the spot where he boarded his tram. They attempted to prove this by having a young detective go through the motions of the murder, then sprint all the way to the tram stop, and they realised it probably, it's probably something he could have done. Uh, forensic examination of the crime scene had revealed that Julia Wallace's attacker would be likely to have been covered in blood. Given the brutal and frenzied nature of her uh, attack, Wallace's suit, which he'd been wearing on the night of the murder, had no bloodstains on it. The police formed a theory that the Macintosh coat that was found underneath her corpse had been used by the murderer who was naked underneath it uh, while he committed the crime. Examination of the bath and drains revealed that they had not been recently used and there was no trace of blood apart from a single tiny clot in the toilet pan, the origin of which could not be established. He was taken to trial and charged. Uh, He was found guilty of his wife's murder and sentenced to death. But the conviction was later overturned on appeal because there was no motive, weapon or witnesses. Phew. Two years after the appeal, he was still employed by the Prue, the Prudential. Yes. And in February 1933, William Wallace died. Of
1: being hung drunk quarters.
2: He died of um of freedom. Excess he died of fright. Freedom. He opened his door and <laughs> there was a chimpanzee and he died. Oh, what
3: a way to die. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh. Now there are many theories detectives uh, who knew the call had been made from a phone box near the couple's home considered two of Wallace's co-workers as suspects, but they both had an alibi. The other theory is it might have been a robbery that went wrong. In 1980, the author, Robert, sorry, Roger Wilkes, who was a news editor, investigated the case for a radio programme, and he learned a suspect had given the police an alibi for the time of Julia's murder. Basically, a man was seen at a garage that night washing Mm -hmm. blood
3: off of his hands. Well, that sounds suspicious. Yes. Uh, His name was... He could have been a midwife. Yeah. He could have could have had a horrible nosebleed yeah. in his car. His name was Richard
2: Gordon Parry. He was a junior employer at Wallace's insurance uh, firm. In nineteen thirty one Parry was a sport young man of twenty two with access to a car and a lifestyle that meant he was always short of money. Uh, Wilkes' case is that um uh, sorry, the Roger Wilkes' case is that Parry knew the Wallace's insurance takings for the day would have been at a cash box in his home. Since he was also he also knew Mrs. Wallace personally. He would have had no trouble getting into the house on the pretext that he was there on work business. Um, the murder of Julia Wallace for the insurance takings was somewhat in vain as there was very little in the cash box that day. Parry was seen by police as part of their investigations but was given a, an alibi by his girlfriend. Wilkes went ahead and named Parry in his uh, programme years after his... Um, after the murders, Parry died in 1980 without admitting any involvement in the crime. However, when um, they conf- he was confronted on his London doorstep in 1966, Parry displayed an astonishingly detailed knowledge of the case, and aware- was aware of the deaths of several obscure witnesses connected with the case. Okay. Hang so on, those are the two witnesses theories. were killed. No, just died of natural causes. Oh, I see. Because it was 1931, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. And he was 1966.
3: Oh, I see. Okay. So, Um, right. Well, it sounds pretty damning for him, I'd say. Yes. Mm.
1: Why? I'm confused. Why would they think he was the man who made the phone call if he also...
3: Giving himself an alibi. Is that it? But isn't he already
1: in the... But no, I mean, the one where he... when, When he gets the message in the chess club. Yeah. How would he have done that? It was
2: made 25 minutes before he got to the chess club. Oh, okay, okay. And the call was made from a phone box near his house. Right. So he could have okay, yes. phoned it on the way out.
3: He's using So the theory is he's using other people to corroborate his alibi. Yes. So he's he's phoned ahead, gone to the chess club. They're like, oh, you you need to go across town for 45 minutes. He's Tomorrow like, night. Okay, yeah. yeah the following so, okay, okay. so then he does that after murdering his wife. But
2: the, then the man at the chess club said that the voice on the phone sounded nothing like him. But he could have been...
3: Hello, uh, and it's a creature. I I think it, he I think William Wallace is innocent. Every William Wallace mm. I think is innocent, mm. and uh, I think it was this uh, twenty-year-old uh, little shit, so Harry. Right, so Perry. What
1: would make Parry think that William Wallace has? enough money to be worth robbing.
3: Well,
2: he works at the same firm. Yeah. And he knows that he takes, he's got takings at his house. Mm -hmm.
3: And this is his first job. So he doesn't know anyone else who Mm -hmm. has, has money. Okay. Um,
1: Oh, okay, and so he lures him out of the house, but he doesn't know that he's got a wife, or he doesn't know the wife. He knows he, she's it, got. He's got a wife. He knows she's got a wife. So why would he break in if if there was a chance that? that I was think he's be...
3: hoping that she's not going to be suspicious and he can find the box whilst mm. sweet talking her. Oh. It goes wrong, oh. yeah, he, because a frenzied attack is either a crime of it's passion or yeah, panic, panic, isn't it? Mm. Yes. So he's he's panicked that she is going.
2: Why are you looking for our lockbox? Yes, <laughs> and then he was seen washing. Supposedly,
3: blood, right,
2: off of his hands
3: later on. But why would he arrive naked in a Macintosh (laughs) if he wasn't? Well, that was planning to 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 kill. His other job is a flasher, right?
2: Mm. And then, or a model? He might
3: have been a male model, (laughs) or he just had a Mac on. It got covered in blood, so he took it off. Mm.
1: There's a lot of um, there's a lot of murder mysteries where the theory is that the murderer would have had to be naked, which makes sense, but also it's a very weird thing to picture.
2: Mm. Yeah, like Ted Bundy was naked a lot. Yeah. Well, a lot of people are. I mean, in the bath. Lucy Walsley covered this case in her murder programme.
1: Oh, yeah, she had one, didn't she? There was
2: also a 1990 BBC mini film about this with Jonathan Price called The Man from the Prue. Oh,
1: yes. What did they uh, conceive?
2: Uh, I I don't think they did have a theory. I think it was just a dramatisation of Mm. him having to go to prison and then getting out on appeal.
3: Now, um, I have a slightly left-field suggestion to throw mm. into the mix. Is it aliens. Here. Mm. It's not aliens for once, <laughs> but it mm. is our old friend Hitler. Yeah. I've read a book called The Hitlers of Liverpool, which claims yes. which claims that Adolf Hitler was uh, pre-war. Uh, now, I don't know whether the dates line up for 1931, but that is pre-war. Mm. Yeah, it it is. Um, yeah, that he was hiding out in Liverpool with his older half-brother Alwar and his wife Bridget, Bridget Hitler. Um and yeah. they lived in Liverpool. They uh, were in Liverpool yes. during now, the Liverpool Blitz. Right. In yeah. a, yes. Which was when? Uh during Be- the forties. Right, Nineteen thirty nine
1: and nineteen forty
3: five. Sure. Sure. Yeah. But um, probably but Adolf Hitler, known bad guy. That's just what I'm Certainly.
1: saying. Uh, yeah
2: <laughs>
3: like, Yeah. Like he he could have started on uh, robbing uh, families of insurance salesmen mm. and built up to Escalated genocide. Escalated
1: to full on. Yeah,
3: yeah, it got they into. They do it. start
2: small, don't they? Like um, um, serial killers, they they start killing squirrels. Yes, they start D- with animals. Then a dog. Yeah, a dog. robberies. Then a horse. Then
3: then. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> elephant. <Yeah>. An elephant. <laughs> An
1: elephant. Finally, a blue whale. <laughs>
3: That's right. <laughs> Before before murdering Coral, <laughs> um, they finally... <laughs> the had biggest opened. living organism. I would yeah, love
2: Coral. If, uh, the reason they caught... What was that serial killer who was caught with bodies in the fridge? What was his... He... Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer was arrested because he'd broken into a zoo and was trying to throttle a killer whale. Imagine.
3: <laughs> the difficulty is no neck. Yeah.
1: Imagine if he had a big a big, uh, a big chart of the animal kingdom on his <laughs> wall he crossed off everything smaller than a what human. What would you call that a human. serial
2: killer because you'd have to give him a nickname, wouldn't you? Yeah. So you'd have to call him like the, the menagerie uh, killer.
1: Oh. The, the Noah's of... Ark killer.
3: Yeah. The um food chain killer. Yeah. Noah's Ark killer, he would have to kill two of every animal. <laughs> <laughs> Which is even darker.
1: And a, a male female of each as well. That's right. Yeah.
3: And out
2: you'd out have to ages. pose them when they died of them holding hands because
3: they're on the way to the art. And
1: you'd have to kill all the bugs as well Right, ages. That
2: would take a while. And and presumably they're like the micro bugs.
1: Mm, everything.
3: Oh, but you kill micro bugs whenever you walk across a lawn, so mm, it's fine. It's mm. very sad. You can just assume either. he's done that.
2: Mm. Uh, isn't man... At the end of the day, the biggest killer of all Well, undoubtedly, yes. A
3: hundred percent. That's a fact, but, um, but not all men.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if, if you agree with us, please, by all means, use the hashtag not all, all men. men. Yeah.
1: Not all men want to kill blue whales.
2: They so, do, though. Some of
3: them do. Some of them do. Some of
2: them do, because blue whales, I believe, are endangered,
3: aren't they? Uh, they probably are. I think that's my family's fault as well. What did you do? My Scandinavian family um, way back no. when were whalers.
1: Full of oil for the what, lamps. They were in blubber. Bob, yep. blubber.
3: Bob Marley's band. They they were in. It's my. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> <I> <laughs> they forced still... their way in. as Don't white worry. Scandinavian <laughs> people were into a, the whalers. They were a
2: good band. Why are you so ashamed? Yeah. 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 And why do we kill? Why do they kill blue whales? What do they get from them?
1: I'm not sure they do. I think that might be an environmental thing more than a okay. killing thing. I think because probably... they get
2: blubber from all
3: the rest, don't they? And it's almost
1: the... certainly more food sources than anything else. That's it what kills most animals. It used to be animals.
3: incredibly lucrative. You could make, like, every bit was useful for something. Mm. But, but I don't ambergris, think, mm. think ambergris for perfumes, for instance. I don't mm. think it was
1: blue whales they killed because that no. would be too much effort, frankly.
2: Blue whales are
3: still the biggest animal that's ever lived ever, on Earth.
1: so... Is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: Bigger than like a dinosaur. Bigger than anything. Or, bigger than like that we know of. Uh, like uh, what was it called, Megalodon?
1: Yeah, bigger. Yeah,
3: wow. Have Everything you, ever you see- say,
1: it's bigger than that.
3: A blue whale. Really? Yes. Blue whale. Bigger got... than
1: like it's the biggest.
3: Bigger than like the Beast of Bodmin Moor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a small cat. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Bigger
1: than Dwayne the Rock Johnson.
3: Wow. <laughs> He's yes. The biggest monster who ever lived. <laughs> and, Yet um, to come out.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, one day they'll find a bigger animal. I'm sure. Yes, because you know they do say the bottom the of the sea is like outer space. That's don't what they?
1: I'm excited about. The I kraken. think we should do that at
3: some point. The, the kraken. kraken, just
1: deep sea monsters, giant
3: squid. Giant we should squid. have a deep sea squid. monster special. Oh, giant squid. That'd be fun. Cthulhu. That's not real, mate, is, is it? Is he not?
2: No. It's. Is he? What would be he? the mystery <laughs> angle of deep sea <laughs> sea fish? Do they exist? Do yeah, they they exist. do, though, don't they?
1: Well, I mean, with specific ones. But which well, ones? the kraken. Yeah.
2: That's a story, though, isn't it?
1: Well, what's it based on? They found big squid.
3: Massive squid. It's just giant squid though. Squid never stopped growing.
1: But they found Some people ones.
3: say the moon is a squid. No, they don't for that. That <laughs> escaped orbit because it got so big. No, they they, no they one have says
1: found that. they have found giant um squid beaks in whales' stomachs that are bigger than any squid they know of.
3: Wow. Squid beaks. That's a good set of words. It is.
1: Squid beaks. Squid beaks. <laughs> squid beaks.
2: So,
3: yeah. Right,
1: so William Wallace. William
2: Wallace. <laughs> William Wallace was throttling a blue whale. No, old arrested.
3: squid beaks himself.
1: So, um, sorry, what was the name of the young guy? Uh, the, Parry. I'm imagining he's a bit like a spiv, like, like he's got Richard a Richard Parry, mistar. yeah, I'd
3: imagine he looks I, like I, a spider. He goes by Dick. Yeah. Dick Parry. Dick
2: Parry. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. I thought you were saying he goes by Dick. <laughs>
3: Go, well, like going by night. <laughs> I mean,
2: that like goes looking Troubles. for Dick.
3: No 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 no, 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 no. no. I'm just saying no. his name would be Dick Parry in 1931. Uh, oh, yeah. 1931.
2: He'd have a name like um Squiffy Parry or something.
3: Squiffy, yeah. Yeah. Old Murdery Parry. Yeah. Don't know why we call him that.
1: Um I mean I feel like this is quite open and shut, but the question is why did Parry never get investigated? Also,
3: why did he why did he send uh William Wallace on a wild goose chase 24 hours before? Like that's he's that's premeditated. He's yeah. he's he's thought this through mm. in quite a convoluted way to then be then have to murder Wallace's wife in cold blood in a panic. Mm.
2: I think what you said earlier is what happened is that he went on there on the pretext of sneaking uh, the the money box. He
3: thought he could charm her yeah. and he wasn't as, well, he charming, wasn't as charming to an, charming. an older woman as he thought he might no. be. And
2: also as you say, you know, he got in a panic because
3: he got caught yeah. and decided to beat her to death. With what though? Like the no, no blue whale penis.
1: They didn't find a weapon, did they?
3: No. Non mentioned there. Interesting.
1: Do you think it was a frozen leg of lamb like in Roldar?
3: Oh, yeah, my opinion. They found a frozen leg of lamb in Roldar. <laughs> <laughs> oh. No, one of his stories. No, no wonder they kept him in a shed. Yeah. Because
1: that's how, that's how she got rid of the evidence. She yeah. ate it.
3: Right, yes.
1: Clever.
2: Maybe it was an ice arrow. It yeah. <laughs> could
1: have been an ice
3: everyone's arrow. <laughs> everyone's like, favourite murder yeah. weapon. Like,
1: like Hawkeye, he was crouched on a building in his <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah. Famously aerodynamic ice. <laughs> what
2: if he beat her to death
3: with herself? Easy to hold. <laughs> Stop hitting yourself to death.
2: But yeah. What if he picked her up by the legs and was just slamming her against the floor wow. for like fifteen minutes?
1: Probably, actually, quite likely.
3: There we go. Yeah, it's probably that, isn't it? It's the floor.
2: Oh, as they say in France, open and shut.
1: All right. <laughs> that was a door.
2: That's good. The French door, <laughs> <laughs> or is it what do they call them?
3: Cart door. <laughs>
2: No, that's the ice cream. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, That's Thatcher's ice cream.
1: Venetra's window, isn't it?
2: Yes. Oh, door's port, isn't it? Port, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Any port in a storm, they say. You need doors in a storm.
3: Is uh, the sign of a boat called port because it's where you disembark because there's a door on it? Isn't it um, port out... Starboard homes. No, that's po- It's because there's posh. a port on that side, isn't it? That's yeah. why. I think there's
1: a
2: port.
3: And there's stars on the other side because it's the sea.
1: <laughs> Nailed
3: it. Nailed it. Another mystery solved. You're
1: from a maritime family, clearly. Uh,
3: did i your... married into one. Yeah. Did your She's relatives you ever see yeah. a mermaid? Uh, not to my knowledge. They did. This is a nice little claim to fame. They did bring the first penguins to Edinburgh Um <gasps> So, the bridge over the penguin enclosure at Edinburgh Zoo is now named after my family.
1: Oh, my boy, I didn't know that?
3: Yeah, it's called Salverson Bridge. So I've was,
1: been over that bridge.
3: It's, there's a plaque about my family at Bloody the end.
1: Loads of times.
3: That. Yeah, yeah, that's, wow. that's my lot.
1: Small world, isn't it? Yeah. My dad's friend keeps bees at Edinburgh Zoo.
3: Really? Do they know? Keeps them in a bin. <laughs> <laughs> Has he issued a ransom?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 they, they, he's allowed to.
3: Send right. me some pizzas in good faith <laughs> and I'll release a bee.
1: He just lives wild in the zoo with <laughs> the bees.
3: They just get like one
2: bee thrown out dead. That was a warning. Oh. <laughs> Next time, bring me a stuffed crust. And then
1: whenever he, uh, whenever he needs anything, he just, he uses them like the flying monkeys. He oh. sets them all, people.
3: I went hmm. to Edinburgh Zoo specifically to see the pandas because uh, I used to live there and they didn't have pandas and then I left uh, to live in London and they got suddenly Pretty got much pandas, me, yeah. And I went, and the pandas don't have to be on display because no. they're quite shy. Hmm. So I was like, oh, I've come all this they're way. Kind of rubbish. And there were no pandas, you know, well, just a load of bamboo. But then mm-hmm. just as I was yeah. about to give up, the panda came out, walked slowly lumbering through, did a shit, <laughs> and walked back inside again. I was like, I've seen pandas. Done. Oh of television history is contained in the box of delights
0: I've climbed up Nelson's column once before these are small and put it down in front of Bagpuss I'm Julia Rayside join me and my guests as we dip into our favourite TV memories I I head like this. <laughs> you can't tell
3: me what to do
1: you ain't my mother I
3: love when a plan comes together
0: come and tell us what yours are too
3: we've all been told we can't discuss nominations it's yeah? a bit of car air shut up with a novel on the top I think I'm like you love find us on twitter at box delights pod and listen wherever you get your podcasts
0: great big owl imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time
2: If
3: Pandas. they go extinct now, I've, I've I've got that shitting panda.
2: Pandas are nature's time waster. <laughs> they really are. They're,
1: they are. But d- it's a lot of fuss
2: about. Isn't, nothing, isn't man nature's greatest time waster? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could say that. But <coughs> nature's second greatest is yeah. the panda because, apart from the fact that they've got little black eyes and look cute, they're just dicks, aren't they? Oh, really? they would have
3: died out a long time ago yeah. if they weren't cute. Yeah. They are.
1: I mean, um, it's funny that China uses them for diplomacy reasons because they are terrible for diplomacy, you want a... Terrible
3: diplomats. You want a creature mm. that
1: is strong, uh, virile...
3: Ah, but no, if they were too virile, then <coughs> then there would be loads of pandas everywhere and they suddenly stop being this bargaining chip for China. They'd become yeah. a menace. What? <laughs> if they were too virile, they'd yeah. become a real menace. Like You'd have to grow bamboo in your house just to get rid of the vagrant pandas in the alleyway.
1: The point is, did William Wallace do?
3: I no. I believe he did not. Yeah. I think it was Dick Parry. Dick mm. Parry. okay. Perry.
1: What if what if they were in on it together?
3: Ooh. Ooh. Would that work? Hello. That A would third work. Third way. Um, <laughs> what if? What <laughs> about my Hitler shit.
2: idea? <laughs> Actually, I'm going with Hitler. <laughs>
1: Yeah, right. Bloody so, Hitler. Hitler.
2: Let me take you back to London in 1888. <laughs> what, why are you so willing to Lord forgive Lincoln. Hitler, <laughs> Eleanor? She wants to give Hitler but, a, a but, the, always free right.
3: Always <laughs> but, 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 Benefit of the doubt. But,
1: but Oh, right, it was Hitler.
3: Hitler and William Wallace Hitler. doing a murder together. That's a film at the very least.
2: They would have definitely made that in the 70s. Yeah. yeah.
3: Oh, yeah, they
1: made a lot of very poor I think tastes.
3: Mel Gibson would quite like to be in a film with Hitler as well. I think he would. Did
1: you... Do you guys remember uh, um, Sister Hyde?
3: Sister Hyde? You mean Dr Jekyll and
2: Sister Hyde? Dr Jekyll and Sister Hyde. Yeah, Ralph Bates.
1: And some lady.
3: Yeah, some lady I don't remember. Was this (laughs) Dr Jekyll would turn into a woman? Yeah, Yeah. it was
2: a Hammer film from the 70s. Because
1: what is more evil?
3: Than a man, a woman. See, I would
2: say that is wrong, because that makes people (laughs) think that women are bad.
3: There's a there's a uh, manga comic called Ranma Half, where whenever a boy gets wet, he turns into a woman. <laughs> and whenever his mentor in Kung Fu, or whatever it is, mm. uh, in martial arts, because it's in a comic, you can't really tell what they're nah. doing, kicking. When his mentor yeah. in Kicking gets wet, he turns into a panda.
1: And is that useful?
3: Well, he's a Kung Fu panda. They He was ripped off by the film Shrek. Does, uh, that,
1: <laughs> does that mean um he can never have a shower? Because every time he does, he turns into a woman. Yeah. That's really sad. Some
3: of them would like that. Well, he, he doesn't mind being a woman. Sometimes mm. it's just it causes embarrassing situations when he suddenly grows boobs. Mm.
1: Well, I mean, it's called puberty. Sure.
3: T- sure. Maybe
2: that's one of those allegories.
1: Yeah,
2: probably. Or is it allergies? Allergy, you get, one you of get those bumps allergies. You get the allergies, don't you? Yeah, you do. Well, there could be no doubt. Uh, Anyone tuning in this evening to find out <laughs> what happened with William Wallace? Hitler. Not that one. Hitler.
3: Pre-war Hitler.
2: Pre-war Hitler. Hitler. We're all off to... Um, Murder someone while wearing a Macintosh. Wow. Don't tell Don't, them. I can't
1: believe you did that. Could i going to have to do it differently now.
2: All right. We're all off to throttle a blue whale, yeah. which is not a euphemism.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, a blue whale. A blue. Uh, I I see a that, Doctor. Of course,
2: they're blue and I finish with them. <laughs> um, thank you very much for tuning in. And by all means, carry on doing so. Uh, we'll Please. see you next week with more mysteries that we haven't decided upon yet. Yeah because lifting the veil slightly we're we're finished for the day we're going to go away
1: I need some sugar.
2: Ellen needs some sugar, David needs to get away. I do. I, I need, need lunch. I'm starving. Yeah.
3: Shall we go eat some sugar? Yeah. yeah Great.
2: Lovely. All right, well thank you very much. Uh, if you need to follow the show it's at All Rather Pod. David is at Mr. Reed. No, it's no. not. It's Mr. David Reed. Yeah. At Eleanor Morton and I'm at Mr. Ken Shabby. Thank you very much and see you next time. Goodbye. bye Bye.
0: Heavy Pencil, a new comedy from Great Big Owl, the people who brought you Brian and Roger.
1: Are you a client?
0: Yes, yes, I'm a client. I'm the actor Michael Cork. The Observer called it a lovely thing, wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch.
1: No, 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 no. I've, I've been taken on as Fliss's assistant.
0: You're the, the, you're the assistant's assistant?
1: <laughs> yes, if you like.
0: Heavy Pencil by Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner.